Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline, and we'll talk about it and talk to a guy who knows too all too much about sports in general, John Fanner of the Big East Digital Network. Also, John, yeah, we, we love you on Sports for Cleveland. We watch you all the time over there. How you doing today? G. Bush, I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I want, I want to ask you this really first uh, because you, you are, uh, you know, really locked in uh, and with college athletics. Um, I want to get your thoughts on uh, what it means for college football uh, in terms of the Texas-Oklahoma thing moving to the SEC. And where do you see the NCAA uh, moving as a guy who who's worked for the uh, Big Ten or excuse me uh, the Big East Digital Network, you know all too much and all too well about realignment. What are your thoughts on that and what it could mean for college athletics in general? Well, I think this is just the the first domino, uh, the Texas Oklahoma thing, uh, with both of them heading to the SEC. I think it's only the beginning, and I do think that we're in a time right now, particularly in college football where what are we seeing in the sport? We have seen we have seen the sport basically get run in recent years by Alabama, Clemson, and then the other guarantee in the sport, or the close to guarantee, is that Ohio State will be at the top of the Big Ten. Uh, now, I, I think that there's a lot of schools, Texas and Oklahoma being two of them, that are tired of the status quo, see the money that's available, uh, in the SEC, and the SEC, because of their television deal, because of the brand names, because of the fact that they they have uh, Nick Saban, who's been the king of college football at the top of their league, they are they're they're the big shot. They are the big shot in college football as a league, as a league. So I do think that we're in a time where conferences have to look themselves in the mirror and say. What do we need to do to be a league that is ensuring that we're sending a team, if not teams now, multiple teams into a college football playoff? How can we approach that? How can we do that? And what's going to benefit us the most financially? You know, the money has taken over in college athletics to such a degree. uh, And look, rightly so, money talks that now what this is going to do is, if you're the Big Ten, you have to say to yourself, okay, we can't just continue to sit here. We can't just sit here as Texas and Oklahoma 
go to the SEC? How do we approach things? Do we contact the Pac-12? Do we get some of the top Pac-12 teams in our league? I will say this. I don't think that there, as it relates to Ohio State, because there's a lot of listeners to this show that follow the Buckeyes, I don't think that the Ohio State Buckeyes have to do anything drastic, have to make such a drastic move or consider another league. The Ohio State Buckeyes are going to be fine wherever they are, and they have control and command over their conference, something that a lot of schools right now, Garrett, don't have when you look at their leagues. It's a select few. But I think that this is just the first domino, and I do think you're going to see more realignment come here in the years to come because there's a lot of money on the line, and if you're a conference right now, you're getting left in the dark if your name's not the SEC because when you add Texas and Oklahoma, I know Texas football has not been very good in recent years. It's still Texas football, and they still carry a large amount of weight in television ratings, in revenue, in brand, in everything. So this is just the first domino. And in terms of the NCAA, believe it or not, name, image, and likeness is what's keeping the NCAA alive. They had to do this. They have to do this. You could not allow student-athletes to just continue the status quo. It is long overdue for them to benefit off their NIL. And the NCAA, the reason why they're allowing this it's because for them to keep a pulse, they had to pass this. They had to, to allow kids to have the opportunity to benefit off their NIL. And now having all kids have that opportunity, as you just said, uh, coming off your break, there, there's a way for any kid, if he does it the right way, to benefit financially off of himself. And I think uh, before we transition into that, I, I just think that that's the most important thing if you're gonna put if you're gonna put a kid in college, and, and what we want to learn from college is how to how to uh, market yourself, how to be marketable, how to get a job, how to feed your family, how to be a productive member of society. If all of those things are true about why we send kids to college, there's no way you can systematically say that we should not teach them how to market themselves in a new wave, which is which is two to three jobs. You, we know it. I work in the industry. You work in the industry. If you want to be involved in a sports industry, you got to have two to three jobs, two to three hustles, two to three Instagrams. You got to do a lot of things in order to be productive as as men, women, and adults in this new society. And I think that's a, a way to teach them how to do it is by marketing themselves in name, image, and likeness. Um, isn't, isn't the goal of college to prepare someone for what the rest of their life is going to be like. There it if, is. If that, if that is the goal, then this should absolutely be allowed. Because, look, not every name, image, and likeness experience, contract signed, deal done, is going to be perfect, is going to be flawless. Um, but I think that kids are going to be able to learn. They're going to be able to learn through the different deals they make, through the people that are that are in their circle. And it's very important that they have the right people in their circle but I think that, that one thing to consider is, is this. Uh, you look at schools across the country, and right now there are some schools who are really embracing name, image, and likeness. There are others who they haven't done as much as they probably should. It's, recruiting is everything. It's the lifeblood of a school. So as much as, yes, you said it, a kid could, go, could stay home at one school and forego going to that blue blood or that big-time school, 
and he could still make money off himself in his home state. One thing to consider is if one school has better offerings to help the student athlete facilitate their mm. name, image, and likeness mm. than another school, that's a factor that needs to be considered now in the recruiting realm. Definitely. And, and, and will we'll play a part. But for these kids, I, I couldn't be happier for their opportunity to benefit off their NIL. And I also think that it's the type of thing that we don't look at this enough. But, Gary, these kids come from all different walks of life. And, and there could be a kid out there that's the first from his family to graduate uh, college or, or first from his family or second from his family to go to college. And for some of these families, you know, that kid, that kid is their hope and their dream. And if he can make money off of himself and for his family while he is a student athlete, it might help him not only, not only benefit for his family financially, which is, that's the American dream, but it also might, if he's able to make money for his family while he is in college, that might help him to be encouraged to stay in college mm. and get his degree. Mm. And isn't that a good thing in life? That's, I, that's a, that, that, I, you know, that, that's pretty much, you know, with, with that topic, I think that's one of the things uh, that, that is the most poignant and the most hard hitting is this helps kids stay educated, stay in school, and it keeps them in the environment longer rather than have to go out of the way and search for income in other different directions. I like going to, the professional rankings um, transition a little bit to, uh, you know, the professional ranks, um, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they, they had a, a little scrimmage yesterday. Um, and one of the things that, you know, I, I looked at uh, and it's really exciting is how refreshing is it to uh, not be one of those teams in a carousel? And I say, what do you mean carousel? Uh, you know, I watched sports center watching the news last night and it's the bears. And they they got Justin Fields and and the Jets are breaking in a new quarterback and the Jags breaking in a new quarterback over in, in San Francisco. Everybody's hopes is surrounded by these new quarterbacks. And, you know, for so long, it was always in Cleveland the same thing. We're trying to figure out, uh, you know, how does our rookie quarterback look? How is he going to be great? And, all, and, and, and it was refreshing to me to see nobody of consequence for the Cleveland Browns because we got a roster. And, and so I'm watching those other teams. How good does it feel to see what the Browns are doing as far as being competent and having a team, uh, I think, one of the most talented teams that they've ever had? I'll give you the story that makes it feel the best and should make it feel so refreshing for Browns fans. I was on a New York City subway last night. Okay, I went over to the Mets-Dodgers game um, at City Field, and I turned to uh, a couple of Jet fans that I know and I said, all right, guys, we're just sitting on the subway on a long ride. And we had gone through the Browns schedule. And a couple of those guys had said, oh, it's 12 and 5, 11 and 6. They're gonna, they should be around that. I go, well, let's go through the Jets schedule. I go, let me ask you guys this. What would, what would make it a successful Jets season? And Garrett, the first guy's answer was, well, 6 and 11. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? 6 and 11. 6. And 11. Now, I remember a time, and it wasn't that long ago, Two years where ago. we were saying those types of things <laughs> and how sad it was when Man. you think about it. What a, what, a, what a sad mentality that that is what you consider it to be a successful season. We are in the rearview mirror of that category. That, that is no more in Cleveland. 
And so, yes, it is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing to not be featured in the quarterback carousel, not be featured in the who's got the most pressure on them heading into this season and this head coach better get it right or else the Browns are going to have to make another change. There is stability in Cleveland, and there are signs that say the Cleveland Browns should be a contending team in the National Football League for the years to come. They have all the pieces of line. And you know what I look at, G. Bush? I look at how do the second stringers run the stuff? Mm. How, does the, how does the team represent themselves on the field? It is a preseason game. It doesn't have a lot of bearing on what's going to happen week one in Kansas City. But you know what? The team plays disciplined. And they, they play the game the right way, and they play for that coach. Mm. And when, when you're not as uh, – when you don't have that, that compelling, sexy storyline and you register starters – you're not going to get talked about on the on the main network, and that's a good thing. So for the Browns to not be talked about, like you said last night, and for me to hear from a Jet fan that six and eleven would be a successful season for them, told me, man, in Cleveland, we got it pretty good right now. You, you know, and I think that that was really great the fact that you just bring it up from a, a larger city perspective, uh, because if you look, I, I watched the Jets play. And one of the things that just stood out to me and, and watching the Jaguars play was, you know, just watching those teams have no body of consequence uh, as far as weapons, no running backs that scare you. The receivers are pedestrian. Uh, you know, they're still, the Jets are still uh, trotting out James and Crowder. Uh, they're, they're still, they, they still got these, these journeyman receivers and it just reminds you of how people go about building building their teams and how, you know, they get the quarterback and then they automatically have to say, well, we don't have a line to protect them. So they say we should draft a, a tackle every year. Then they say, after you get to tackle together, we can get a receiver. And then, like, the receiver just comes out and he's Randy Moss. Like, he doesn't take three years to develop. This is why I'm so interested and excited about Andrew Barry because he's done uh, a lot to – Give Baker Mayfield um, the weapons he needs, and one of them was signing Nick Chubb. What was your thoughts on the Nick Chubb deal and and them getting him signed? And then you know, two two years in a row back to back, you get Kareem Hunt signed for extension and Nick Chubb. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that the Nick Chubb deal makes total sense for both sides. Um, it is really as, as good of a move that the Browns could have made. The contract makes sense um, at, at the the 36 million mark. And I think that Nick Chubb uh, did it within reason. And I know there were some people saying Nick Chubb could have fought for even more money. And I'm sure he could have, but he wanted to get something done. He wants to be in Cleveland. And what a, what a sight that is. He wants to be in Cleveland. We haven't said those words about the Browns in quite some time. So this deal made a lot of sense. It was a home run deal by the Browns. And the fact that you have Chubb and Hunt under team control here together, those two together are going to be running the football as a duo for the next two seasons, and, and that this keeps your options open for, for going forward, it's a really smart fiscal move. Um, it's a smart move by all parties. And I think for Nick Chubb, uh, look, you're talking about arguably the best running back in football that you're able to lock up and guarantee here uh, and, and ensure that, that he's staying here with the Cleveland Browns. It, it is as smart and 
as rewarding of a move as you're going to see in this offseason. And the Browns have more work to do. But you know what, Garrett? You said it with Andrew Barry. The goal of an organization is that you're able to keep your players. You should want to keep your players. That means that you're a good football team. Mm -hmm. They're drafting right, and now they're in a position where they're going to have to hand some contracts out. That's a good thing. you got to keep drafting well to link it all together because you're going to have to have some guys that you're not paying as much money that you're getting in the draft. Guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, guys like JOK, guys like Demetrius Feldman, like that, those are the types of draft picks you're going to have to continue to make, uh, in my estimation, to, to continue to be as good as you appear to be heading into this season. But the Nick Chubb deal makes total sense for both sides. Um, it wasn't overpaying. Uh, it was the type of situation for the Browns where I think they got a very favorable deal done. Nick Chubb people wanted to get it done because Nick Chubb wants to be here. And I think it's really the perfect representation of where the Browns are as a franchise. That their guy, this running back that they ended up taking, uh, you know, he wasn't a top 10 pick. Some people had concerns about him. He has answered in resounding fashion and could be the best running back in the league here heading into this season. John, thank you so much. We'll talk to you very soon again. G. Bush, always good to be in the barbershop with you. Thanks for having me. Such a pleasure. John Fanna on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.